Blog Talk Radio. Are not friends and enemies are so 
close to me I don't know who you supposed to be So contemplate that before approaching me Got the south side right behind me, homie And for me, that's plenty Now the bypass the drugs And the haters and the handy Play the politics right And ever so gently Reach up and snatch that bread Get the fam fed Get it like a man like my uncles And pops would if they had the chance Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance Damn all I can be I am more than a man Y'all don't understand Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question And all I see is me Father told me long ago ain't nothing free So I was off of that cheese like a new year It's a revolution so every moment crucial I can never break you will never see me do so Resolution, I will always be on top like revolution Cut the lights cause I will shine bright Pump the music baby, it's a revolution Feel the music baby, it's a resolution Pump the music baby, it's a revolution in the windshield, the wiper blades got me dazing off and out of space. Working out my next chest move, a hole in the game to break through. In the meantime, I just grind and pray dues. Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shot you. Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise the face. And egos are much better than you. My flow is clever, five, so I can never lose. It won't stop till a brother talking shop in an office with a view and a 30 story drop and a pretty girl or two saying, Man, we take your shoes, clever, welcome to the top. Because I need that gravy, checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded, laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it. Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby. If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me. Yeah. Been listening to Long Road Home. This DJ Foo, Canon Music Quick Hit me on Twitter at DJ Foo. Hit Clever at Clever. Shout out to my nigga Jay, Facility Studio. My nigga Lucci Lou. Young Money Cat.
All right, peace to the gods, peace to the goddesses. I want to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. Definitely want to thank you for taking the time. But yeah, I want to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation where we understand incorrect information, incorrectly applied, can get you hate. Correct information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. So we're looking to correctly apply, you know, correct information. I want to start out as I always do. By saying all thanks due to the creator and the ancestors. But without them, we would not be here. I want to say peace. Big up and honor to Big Brother Yusufel, High Frequency Radio Network creator. So extraordinary, you know, he's a big brother, definitely the mentor. You know, we form behind him, even though we stand on our own. So big, big up to Big Brother Yusuf. Solutions.com, SPC University. You know, high frequency at YouTube.com. Like the brother's doing it. He's been doing it. He's going to continue to do it. You know, let him tell it, or, or let me tell it. And as always, welcome to the foundation.com. Get to the PDF section over there. You can invest in your private education. There's you no know, there's no charge. Check out the PDFs. You find all the, you know, social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. For to sign up for the email list, you can make a donation, book a consultation, all at the same place. Welcome to the foundation.com. So I definitely want to say, you know, peace to all the listeners. We got some, you know, some live live callers in here. You know, peace to all the live callers, all the live listeners, you know, listeners that are, you know, on the on the internet. Listening via web browser, you know, I definitely want to give shout out to all the live listeners, um, whether calling in or you know web web browsers or however y'all do it. I don't know. Want to give a you know special shout out to all the archive listeners, those that cannot make it to the show, still check out the show in the archives. Want to say peace to y'all, peace to you know all the podcast listeners, MP3 shares. However, you're, you know, checking out the show, definitely want to say peace. You know, there are people who, you know, just straight download the show from, you know, the Internet and just email the MP3. You know, definitely want to say peace to y'all. So moving forward, peace to all the trustees. Salute all those investing in their private education. Now, I want to say peace to anyone that I've done business with in the private, anyone who sent an email, well wishes, current event, or anyone who has otherwise added to the foundation. So we're going to jump into these uh, 
these current events. Because, you know, we always want to stay current. We always want to, you know, understand what's going on in the areas around us. So I'm going to start off from CNBC. Why not? You know, um, this right here is CNBC.com. It was published today. And uh, you can check it out. Your your shuttered Sears store could soon be demolished. Here's why. So we all know, you know, Sears filed for uh, Chapter 11, from what I understand. And, uh, you know, they're just having a hard time. The retail apocalypse is in full swing. A lot of stores closing. Um, planning to close, announcing closing, laying off people. Um, Ford's doing the same thing. It's just, it's just happening. So this is a, an article about you know the, the Sears stores that were closed, that they may be demolished. At the largest retail re- real estate conference on the East Coast, put on by IS, sorry ICSC, landlords spoke to CNBC about demolishing the Sears store being a cheaper and faster option than backfiling, I'm sorry, backfilling the existing structure. Sears future, while it's in bankruptcy court proceedings, is still uncertain, with the total liquidation being one possible outcome. That would mean more than 500,000, I'm sorry, 500 additional Sears and Kmart stores going dark. real quick if Sears store near you is already closed or is in the process of closing it's likely the owner of that property will opt to demolish it rather than find someone to fill the space bankrupt department store chain has already said it will shut 142 stores by the end of the year which is not too far away and its future while it's in bankruptcy court proceedings is still uncertain with the total liquidation being one potential outcome, that would mean more than 500 additional Sears and Kmart stores going dark. As mall owners look to find new tenants to replace Sears, the process likely won't be so easy. Sears stores are typically more than 100,000 square feet and can occupy multiple levels. There are few department store chains or any retailers still growing today that would fit directly into that space. Some if lots of construction is going to be required. That's just, you know, the beginnings of that SEMBC. It's a problem, you know, re- reconditioning these buildings just, you know, by the sheer scale. If you can get some, you know, they can get some investors in there to try to convert it into condos or high-end leverage apartments, especially if it's a multi-level standalone, you know, Sears building, then that might work. But, you know, other than that, it's going to be tough moving forward. I'm going to move on. This is, uh, you know, Reader submitted. Foundation listener submitted. This is on vtdigger.org. Not really familiar with this news source, but Springfield Hospitals can't pay its bills. I'm sorry, Springfield Hospital can't pay its bills. It's very unnerving. Um, Two days, two days, yesterday, this was posted yesterday on VTD, VTDigger.org. I, Dr. Richard Lane, walked into a freezing cold office on the Springfield Hospital campus one morning two months ago and realized there was no oil in the fuel tank when Lane called the fuel supplier out of 
frustration, the company told him they weren't delivering oil to the office on River Street because Springfield Hospital wasn't paying his bills. So he paid out of his own pocket for an emergency delivery of 100 gallons. So y'all can check out this article. VT Digger, V as in Victor, T as in Tom, digger.org. I don't want to spend too much too much time, you know, on this specific article. But, you know, you got hospitals that can't pay their bills. You got uh, some universities that can't pay their bills. And it's, it's not looking, honestly, it's not looking too good. It's not looking too good for, you know, a lot of these you know, public entities. And, you know, something that I'm keeping a watch on, a watch out for, you know, an eye out about that. Let me get it right. And, you know, obviously, you know, listeners, they're, they're, they understand what I'm looking at, so, you know, I appreciate this, this admission. Moving forward, Forbes.com. Check this out, Forbes.com. This was published uh, four days ago. Market crash underway. All right, that's it. As far as I'm concerned, the crash is underway, writes the, art- the article writer. Earlier today, I wrote that my funky little UK indicator, indicator said another move down was due and we are in for a bad time. Another move down, a big one, at least it is as I write this. So far as I'm concerned, we are over the lip of ravine and in free fall. It was 450 points down on the Dow when the the writer started writing this, and now it's 620 points down. Remember, this is two days ago, or four days ago. So the key question is how far was the fall in my mind, from the bottom to the top of a crash on the Dow is somewhere between 25% to 30%. That would mean a normal Dow crash would bring us down to around 20,000. The NASDAQ is a different kettle of fish, quite able to drop 40 to 75% of 40 to 75%, and the higher the NASDAQ has flown, the further it can fall. Second point is the current NASDAQ chart is a classic bubble-shaped chart. It is the same shape as every bubble you'll ever see, and for example, it's the same as Bitcoin last Christmas. A Dow crash would see um, very short uh, levels. Until further notice, the position of this writer is that the crash is now underway and it will make intervention, it will take intervention to stop it. But, you know, I saw today that, you know, a couple of, you know, the markets were up, but definitely haven't regained the, the positions that they had. A lot of you know, a lot of people are calling for you know this being a a genuine a genuine you know genuine market crash. Moving forward, back to Reuters, foreign investors spurn U.S. Treasuries as curve threatens to invert. Tokyo, London, a worrying sign of inversion in the U.S. Treasury bond. Curve is dulling the appeal of developed world's highest yielding bond market for foreign investors. Overseas investors are reviewing their investment or shunning treasuries as rates at the short end rise above those at the long end and make it unprofitable for holders of these bonds to hedge their currency risks. The difference between short and long-term bond rates or the yield curve has contracted in recent weeks as rising U.S. interest rates meet growing doubts the world's biggest economy may be slowing down, weighing on longer dated yields. And the short-term yields move higher 
than longer-term yields, the cost of hedging exposure to the U.S. dollar has gone up. There was a whole issue of hedging costs. This is the one thing that was inconsequential at the start of the year, but is now, now it is sizable. Paul, Con- Paul O'Connor, head of the multi-asset, head of multi-asset at Janus Henderson in London. His firm manages $378.1 billion in assets. You are knocking off a substantial part of U.S. yields when you buy from the U.K. perspective and hedge back that exposure. When we buy government, government debt, we always want a hedge on it. You don't want to take the FX risk, he said. You can check that out. Foreign investors spurn U.S. Treasuries as the Treasury yield curve threatens to invert. Moving forward, Forbes.com, will the Fed pull yield curves out of this power dive? Completely different news providers, pretty much the same sentiment. We're talking about this yield curve in the last 35 years. I cannot remember more attention being paid to the shape of the yield curve by normally sane people. Historically, yield curve arcana is reserved for bond geeks. Most recently, the fascination has been with yield curve inversion, which is essentially when shorter-term government bond yields um, are more than those of longer-term bonds. I lost my spot. Excuse me. Because the government creates bonds and bills from three-month terms all the way out to 30 years, there are many inversions possible. The only inversions that are worth caring about are the ones caused by the Federal Reserve, which means driving very short rates and complete Fed control above much longer rates in the 10- to 30-year range, which is under the control of the market. It doesn't happen often. I've seen it three times in the past 35 years, and each time it was worth watching. For the record, as of December 11, 2018, this type of inversion has not happened. Three-month yields are 2.4%, 10-year yields are 2.9%, and the 30-year sits at 3.1%. This is neither horseshoes nor hand grenades. Close is not an inversion. Using monthly closes, there has been nine inversions in the last 60 years. Eight of those led, led to recessions. But on average, the lead time prior to recession has been 14 months. Again, for the record, it has not happened yet. How does it happen in all cases? The Federal Reserve decides it needs to slow the economy because they fear inflation. They basically have one tool, higher short-term rates, so that's the tool they use. In the current cycle, they are also shrinking their bloated balance sheet, but they don't sell longer-term bonds. They just don't replace them as they mature, and they keep the coupons and don't use them to buy more bonds. Call it a predictable, slow-moving buyer strike since it's a new experience, blah, 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 no one, blah, blah, blah. No one has any idea how it will turn out. Either way, the Fed is acting to slow the economy to force all inflation. Right now, inflation expectations are collapsing, and the stock prices and bond yields are moving in the same direction, which is fear of deflation. Sounds like this guy is really um, making an argument that the, the yield curve ha- hasn't happened yet, but, you know, as everyone is looking at it, it's very close. And the fact that, you know, people are writing articles about it is, you know, something to pay attention to. Moving forward, back to Reuters. Chicago mayor pushes bond sale, constitutional change to aid pensions. Mayor Rahm Emanuel laid out a multi-pronged plan on Wednesday to tackle Chicago's huge pension burden, urging the city's council to approve approve the issuance of $10 billion in bonds to boost funding for the city's four retirement systems. 
So Chicago's, you know, broke. The city of Chicago's broke. Illinois is broke, too. They have a problem. They're trying to issue bonds to restructure their pension plans because if the pensions go under, it's gonna, it could potentially start, like, you know, a train reaction. And that's what people are, you know, concerned about and looking to avoid, at least people in the government. Emmanuel, who leaves office in May after declining to run for a third term as mayor, also called for changing the Illinois Constitution and earmarking new revenue from a possible casino and legalized marijuana for pensions. These guys are out of money. They're scrambling to figure out, should we do a casino? Let's legalize marijuana. Let's change the Constitution. And on top of that, I feel like Rahm Emanuel, you know, the mayor, knows what's going on and is not going to run for another term because he knows that by the time he runs for another term, you know, the excrement is already going to have hit the fan. And a lot of, you know, in my opinion, you know, a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of people in office are going to, you know, potentially be blamed, so therefore probably not going to win, so why run and, and lose when you've already done two terms? This is just my opinion. Who knows, man? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the meeting rooms with these people. Issuing these bonds and depositing the, the proceeds directly into our pension our pension funds would immediately immediately increase the health of our pension funds to levels not seen in at least a decade before asking more of Chicago's hard-pressed taxpayers. The mayor said in a speech to the city council, Chicago's big unfunded pension liability was stood at $27.6 billion in 2017, along with years of structural budget deficits led to downgrades of the city's general obligation credit rating and higher borrowing costs. Even after raising fees and taxes in recent years to save the retirement funds from becoming insolvent, the third largest U.S. city faces pension contributions that will grow to $2.13 billion for, in 2023, from $1.02 billion this year. With the bond proceeds, the retirement system's low fund ratio of just 26% would jump to 50%, while city contributions to the funds would decline, saving taxpayers nearly $7 billion over 50 years, Emmanuel said. Emmanuel introduced an ordinance to securitize state collected revenue due to the city, including income taxes, to back $7.7 billion of debt, which would be issued through a new dedicated tax securitization corporation. Man, they're, figuring, they're trying to figure it out. We got, we got a dedicated tax corporation uh, that's going to be securitized and stuff. We, you know, we got it all. We, we need to figure this out. And, I, you know, I see that they're trying to figure it out. And, you know, I'm paying attention to Chicago. Chicago is the third largest city. If they're, you know, if their pensions uh, go insolvent, uh, that's going to spark uh, panic. And fund managers are going to try to get out of that stuff. Stuff is going to try to move. And, you know, that could, you know, being that, the, you know, the city is so large and it, you know, has you know, a significant GDP, it could be a potential issue. It could be very serious. You know. But who knows? I'm paying attention to that. I suggest you paying attention to that because, you know, what happens over there affects what happens over here. If you don't believe that, I don't know what to tell you. The Dow moving forward, CNBC, got a couple more and we're done. CNBC, Dow rises 
more than 150 points on trade deal hopes, but closes well off session highs. Okay, so well, I understand there was um, a cease, a pause in the trade wars between you know China and the United States, and then China I think made its first purchase of soybeans, large purchase of soybeans in a few months or so. So this is looking good, you know, at least for today. You know, this is looking good for for the you know for the economy ultimately and we you know have some other indicators um that show so as well but you know we got some geopolitical indicators and some other indicators within the market that didn't make a move which means um they're not buying a lot of you know people that aren't buying it so you know at this point it's temporary but hey man the stock market loved it so it was it was up about 150 points today and that doesn't even par losses from what's been going on in the past month or so. It's crazy how much has come off that thing. But stocks did close higher today as investors digested news related to the ongoing trade war between the United States and China. The Dow rose um, 157 points to 24,000. That thing was up to like 27,000 or something. I can't remember what it was up to a couple of months ago, but it's dropped a lot. The major average um, averages came off their highs in afternoon trading. The Dow had risen as much as 458 points while the S&P gained 1.85% at its session high. There's a lot of anxiety around there, said Dan Deming, managing director of KKN Financial. The market is just dealing with some headline issues. It just can't seem to shake off. Until we get some resolution to some of those issues, I think this will continue, Deming said. Shares of Caterpillar and Boeing both rose more than 1%. These stocks are considered global trade bellwethers because of their exposure to markets abroad. The Wall Street Journal reported China is working to increase access to foreign companies, a move aimed at smoothing U.S.-China trade relations. This plan, the report says, will replace the country's Made in China 2025 plan, the framework aimed at making China a leader in industries like clean energy, cars, and robotics. President Donald Trump told Reuters on Tuesday he would intervene in the Justice Department's case against top executive Chinese telecoms giant Huawei if it would help serve national security interests or help U.S. Um, Sino trade talks. Huawei is one of the largest tech companies in China. It is also seen as a symbol of pride by the Chinese government. Trump also said Tuesday talks between Washington and Beijing were ongoing and confirmed he would not raise tariffs on Chinese imports until he was sure about the comprehensive trade agreement. Meanwhile, this is what I was talking about. Reuters report said Chinese state-owned companies bought at least 500,000 tons of soybeans today. The market has okay news today, but then we're on to the Fed, said Larry Benedict, CEO of, op- of the Opportunistic Trader. The Federal Reserve is expected to hike rates next week, but its outlook into 2019 is still uncertain. So this is what we got going on with that. So they did purchase a bunch of soybeans. The market's like that. You know, they like that. You know, that hasn't happened in a while. The market's definitely like that. And, um, you know, um, the markets went up. The markets went up. Uh, it's it's movement towards, you know, a, a better situation from, you know, for everybody as it looks. But, you know, I'm going to hold or reserve any thoughts 
until, you know, this stuff plays out a little more. Oil prices on CNBC, oil prices fall on Iran comments despite Libya OPEC supply cuts. Oil gave up today's gains heading into the settlement tonight after earlier, drawing support from a drop in U.S. crude inventories and a cut in Libyan exports. Disruptions to Libyan oil exports after local militias seized the country's biggest oil field were also bullying prices, traders said. U.S. commercial crude inventories fell by 1.2 million barrels in the week through December 7th, U.S. Energy Information Administration reported. OPEC last week agreed to production cuts only after Iran, whose crude exports have been depleted by U.S. sanctions since early November. Green lighted the deal. OPEC said on Wednesday it had offset a drop in sanctions hit exports from Iran. Iran's president also said on state TV on Tuesday that exports have improved since early November. Oil prices have fallen by a third since the start of October when it hit a four-year high above $87. It is set for a biggest quarterly slide since the fourth quarter of 2014. It's been a while. That's something to look at, especially when you enter, you know, the, the holiday season. People like to travel, just go see their family. So, you know, oil prices being down, I guess that's a good thing. But if it weakens the overall global economy, it could spell disaster for most people. CNBC, gold gains as dollar weekends, U.S. rate hike prospects fade. Dollar was weaker against a basket of currencies. Um, U.S. consumer prices were unchanged in November. We are seeing a bit of support for from a weaker dollar across the commodities complex. In addition to that, we are seeing an ongoing outflow of funds from equities, and that money flow into alternative assets continues to support the precious metals complex. This is David Megger, Director of Metals Trading at High Ridge Futures. Investors kept an eye out for developments around the U.S.-China trade talks and on Brexit after lawmakers in prime in Prime Minister Theresa May's conservative party gathered enough support to trigger a no-confidence vote in her leadership. Safe haven assets continue to be well-supported in this environment, and that along with some recent comments from the Fed on changing their potential path on interest rates has also been supported. So I can check that out. CNBC, gold is going up. While all this other stuff is going down. And finally, Gold Steady's near five month peak. I'm sorry, peak. Peak as US rate hike expectations ease. Pretty much the same thing, but uh, a different article. Palladium's doing crazy. Are y'all watching Palladium? Palladium, I don't know if it is right now. Let me check, actually. But, you know, last time I checked Palladium, I think it was yesterday. An ounce of palladium costs more than an ounce of gold. So you got that going on. Yeah, an ounce of palladium is $23 more expensive currently than an ounce of gold. So if you're a precious metal investor, you know, you got into palladium, you're very happy right now. So precious metals are doing pretty good. They're not really trading sideways or anything. But, um, that's it for current events. Let's get to the show. I know it was a lot. Uh, technical difficulties uh, with the show. Honestly, I almost didn't think I could do a show. I logged in the blog talk, which has been acting very weird lately. Uh, and it looked like the show was made for two days ago or something. 
which was an accident. If, if I did that, that was an accident. But then trying to create the show for this, for now, you know, and then they weren't trying to let me do the original time, and it wasn't loading, and so on and so forth. I, I couldn't see the switchboard. Block Talk has been acting really weird, so uh, maybe it's time to transfer, you know, over to YouTube and really just start doing shows on YouTube and stuff, or just putting up. I don't know. I got to figure it out because this it's getting pretty bad and it's unreliable. You know, a few shows ago, I couldn't even do callers or something. Four. Let's get on with this. Today's episode is, as a trustee, what are my end of fiscal year trustee duties? So, I want to start off by saying, you know, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. I don't give legal advice. You know, this isn't legal advice. Specifically, it's for educational, informational purposes only. So, you know, we deal with the education aspect of it. Uh, and I don't tell you what to do. I can tell you what I'm doing. I can tell you what people that I know are doing. But I can't tell you what to do. You know, so you got to find your own professionals. And that's, that's what I'm going to say, number one. If you're going to deal with people in the public, you know, whether it's accountants or whatever, to file the return for the 1041, to file the return for the LLC or whatever, but we're talking about trustees. So if you're going to deal with an accountant or a CPA or a road agent or whatever, to file the return on on behalf of, you know, your trust, you got to know, you got to know the ins and outs of the administration of your trust. You got to know trust principles. You have to know this stuff. These people get spooked. They get spooked very easily. They're looking for tax shelters, tax shelters, you know, are are illegal. And if you don't know your stuff, you're not going to be able to substantiate the dealings of the trust. If this is a hobby, if you just like information, if you just like to hoard information and, you know, you're not really ready to stand on your knowledge with regards to the administration of the trust, this, this isn't for you. It really isn't. You know, if you, if you want to depend on someone um, to, to give you answers and to, to, to hold your hand through the experience, it's not going to happen. No, there's really no one that's going to do that. Really. No one that's going to do that. Because in, it, when it comes to going private, being private, is, it's 100% responsibility. You're responsible for your own affairs. You're responsible to, to double-check what you heard. You're responsible to be able to stand on the principles and characteristics of the particular entity. You're responsible to understand the stare decisis or the Supreme Court citations. You're responsible to be able to submit um, certain challenges to, uh, you know, uh, allegations and so on and so forth. Like, this is your responsibility. So the first thing, the first duty as a trustee, year and or not, is for you to know what you're doing and not depend on anyone else. Whether it's Yusuf, whether it's me, whether anybody else, it doesn't matter. Some people are out here to help educate other people. But I don't know no one out here that's out here ready to do the work for someone. And there's really no one in the private who's going to do your tax returns for you. And if you don't say the right things to the CPA or their enrolled agent, they're not going to do it either because they don't want to be caught up in it. You don't know what you're talking about. You sound like you, you haven't studied. You sound like... You could make a mistake, and the IRS uh, 
issues, what do they call them? Uh, they, they, they discipline their parents who don't do their due diligence with their clients and their returns. Well, well, well what's the, my accountant filed it, so, so they, come, they come to you as a trustee and say, hey, we're looking at this, blah, blah, blah. So can you substantiate? Well, my accountant didn't tell me that I had to substantiate that as a trustee. So now you're putting it off on the accountant. You can't do that in the private. It doesn't work like that. It'll never work like that. So the trustee duty is to study trust administration. You need to study. Listening to, to radio shows isn't enough. It's not going to be enough. And by the time, you know, the, the stuff hits the fan, it's too late. I should have, I could have, does not work. doesn't matter. You're in a situation, and now in your mind you want to start blaming people. Oh, I should have never listened to Yusuf. I, ne- I should have never listened to Soap. Oh, these people got me messed up. They played me. They did this. They did that. I mean, come on. Now, like, everybody's responsible for their own situation. So I want to make that clear. You go, you get to talking to these CPAs in the public, and it sounds like you don't know what you're talking about. They're not going to message you. They're not going to file your return. If you got to, if, if they ask you a question and you say, oh, I got to, I got to, call my, my, my consultant or, or my mentor or whatever, they're not going to deal with you. You don't know what you're doing. And that's a liability. So your duties, your, your, your responsibilities and duties as a trustee year end is to know what you're doing. You have to know what you're doing. You have to be able to stand on the trust law. You have to be able to stand on the entity. You have to be able to substantiate the entity. You have to be able to show arm's length dealing. You have to be able to show that there's been meetings of the minutes of the trustees. All that, all oh, it's private. I ain't got to show you that stuff. That ain't gonna work, especially if they're trying to disregard the trust as a separate entity and tax all of the income to the trustee. You, all that is private, ain't gonna work because you're not substantiating your position. And the lack of substantiation to that position, which is being questioned, is that issue. You have the right to remain silent and stay on your, your, your privacy. They also have a right to, you know, issue whatever they want to issue, whatever ruling they want to, they want to send out. Because the trust wasn't properly substantiated. And you're dealing with Federal Reserve notes and banks. Oh, it's a foreign trust. I got my 9-8 number. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. And you got interest and penalties and fees attached to all this stuff that's going on. So you got to know what you're doing. You got to have your all your paperwork and your minutes, your contracts, all that in order. If, you, if, you got, if you're doing business with contractors and you're hiring them to do, do work on the property, you got to get them to fill out a... a a W nine. They got to issue the the EIN and the name of the business because you got to you got to you know, do the ten ninety nine because it's over four hundred uh, five hundred bucks. That's substantiation. If you're not doing that, then I mean, good luck trying to substantiate that as being a, a, a trust expense versus a personal expense because there's no substance to it. Another thing. If you if you if you can't if you can't if you haven't studied trust 
enough to stand on it, you gotta you gotta fix you better study out study the ten forty one, the ten forty one instructions and understand how to file that trust return yourself. As a trustee you can file it yourself. But when you sign it at the bottom, you know, it's, you know Signing, okay, so I qual- you qual- I'm going to qualify the signature in the capacity of trustees best of my knowledge. Okay, it's the best of your knowledge. But let's say even to the best of your knowledge isn't, isn't sufficient, um, they're looking to, you know, pierce the veil of the trust and disregard it, and you got 10 days to substantiate some things. It gets real. It gets real fast. So that's that's it. You got to, you know, I mean, that's not it, but you got to know what you're doing. You got to know enough. You have to be well-versed in trust administration enough to be able to sit down in front of these people, these CPAs and enrolled agents, and know what you're talking about. You might even have to go and talk to some attorneys, some estate attorneys. If you don't have anyone directly at your disposal in the private, this is what you're going to have to do. At least they can point you in the correct direction and let you know, okay, you know, well, you know, if you're not doing this, if you're not doing this, well, this and this. And if you're not doing this, well, this is this. And if you're not doing this, well, this and this. It's not as easy as most people put it out to be, is what I'm trying to tell y'all. It's not a breeze. It's not. So getting it together. Other duties, you know, if you're dealing with a bank account, you got to have all the um, the bank statements. If you're going to do an itemized deduction, I don't know if you're going to do that. You know what I'm saying? But if you are, you, you know, you need the bank statements. If you're not, you need the bank statements to, to, to uh, add all of, you know, the income together. And then you need all the, you know, the bank statements to add all the expenses or outgoing. From that account, you need to understand what other income is. You understand what the two percent floor is on the Tampa 41. Because I'm telling you, you walk into one of these offices with one of these CPAs or these these accountants or whatever, and you get to talking, and it sounds like you just read a PDF offline. You don't. You haven't. You don't have. Uh, Significant time in law dictionary, significant time in Supreme Court decisions, significant time, you know, um, with uh, different internal revenue service rulings. If you don't have significant time with the proper administration, significant time studying for the fiduciary rule, they're not going to touch it. They're not going to touch your stuff with a 10-foot pole. I promise you, they're not going to touch it. And if they do, they're going to try to make it, they're going to try to file it as a grantor type trust. And our trusts, they're not, you know, private trusts are not grantor trusts. You don't get the protections of, you know, an irrevocable trust with a grantor trust. If, if, if you are light in the game and you're not willing to study, if you think that you came into the private, oh, I met, you know, Yusuf, I met so-and-so, I'm going to claim the birth certificate, and then I'm just going to go private and start using trust. And I'm transacting the Federal Reserve notes. I'm telling you, they will let you do your dance for three-something 
three plus years or so, and it will come and hit you with the craziness. Put injunctions, darkness in uh, IRS. What they do with the bank accounts, man? Freeze the bank. Freeze all the bank accounts. They'll just digital accounts, and they're going to freeze the trust accounts. And they're going to allege that this is a an alter ego. This entire thing is a scam, some sort of tax shelter or something like that, and that's that's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. Don't nobody want to deal with that. Because when, when that when that happens, you know, and these people come at you, you ain't gonna be able to get a hold of Yusuf. You ain't gonna be able to get a hold of me. And even if you do get a hold of Yusuf or you know whoever, they ain't gonna fly and take care of you. They ain't gonna be able to do it. They didn't administer the entities. They are not fiduciaries with your estate. If you set up your private estate, I am not responsible. Let's just be honest. I'm not responsible. That's your private estate. Those are your trusts. I did not administer your trusts. I did not hold meetings of the board of trustees or or, uh, refuse, I guess, to hold meetings of the board of trustees and keep the minutes. I didn't drop the contracts. I didn't open the bank account. I didn't do none of that. I brought this stuff to your attention. If you're a trustee, put you through the trustee training and told you what you needed to do. Did you handle your business as a fiduciary? That's the biggest thing. You go into the accountant's office and get to talking crazy. They're just going to file your trust as some sort of grantor type trust and send you a bill. You're going to be like, oh, uh, what? Uh, what? Don't, don't call me. Don't call me talking crazy. I didn't administer your trust. That's not what I do. That's not my gig. That's not my job. The only, the only trust I administer are my family trusts. I'm not responsible for the administration of your trust. How can I help you? I don't know what you did. I don't know what you didn't do. You got to know what you're doing. This is not a game. You got to have the bank statements. And I'm telling you, if if you're not versed in trust, you know, enough to have a conversation about it and and be questioned about it and be able to, you know, on off the top of your head, describe the structure and the nature of the entity to someone who's questioning you, who knows about this stuff, who maybe some sort of tax attorney, some, uh, a state attorney or something like that, wealth manager, accountant, whatever. If you can't if you can't stand on it, it's fishy. It's scam. What if I came over here and go, I, I wanna put your floor in? I wanna put your floor in, I'll do floors and we do wood floors and, and the floors are great and they shine. Here's some pictures of the floors and you're like, so what kind of wood y'all use? And I'm like, uh 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 
uh, uh, I think it might be cherry wood or oak wood. It's uh, it's wood wood. And, and you're like, hold on, what? This brother just said wood wood. What kind of wood is wood wood? This brother don't sound like he's talk. What he's talking about? This is some sort of scam. He's shifty. It's weird. A lot of time, ignorance, especially in the public, can be misunderstood or misconstrued as being um, shady or shifty. I ain't trying to scare nobody. I'm just trying to bring it to your attention. If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't understand the administration of trust, you're not holding your your, your uh, meetings. You don't. You're not keeping the minutes. You're not keeping the contracts. You're not um, issuing, uh, you know, 1099s. If you're not issuing K1s to the beneficiaries, if you're not operating properly and making sure it's operating properly, if you don't go to an accountant and all your stuff isn't tip top, they're not going to touch you. Don't, don't be calling me like, yo, so man. I'm like, okay, well, what'd you say? Well, they asked you such and such. Well, what'd you say? Well, I said, they did. Man, why'd you say that? Well, I didn't know. And blah blah blah. Man, look, you in training? You don't, you know, don't don't you study? Don't you got access to, you know, all these law dictionaries? You got a private manual on how to administer these entities. Why why would you say that? Why would you say that? Oh, I thought I uh I uh I I can't help you from that. I can't help you. From the lack of fatherhood, follow through. I can't help you with, with your lack of of uh, study. I can't help you with your ignorance. I can, and it's not my responsibility. We need to understand that. I'm saying this like because we're family. We need to understand that our situation is not anyone else's responsibility. That's not how it works. It doesn't work like that. The stuff is not new. It's been around for a long time, and it's been enough time for people to be playing games with these types of structures. It's already been burned up. You know how you go to the store and they're like, please check your bag at the front. You can't walk in the store with a bag, you know what I'm talking about? Because someone went in there and already burned it up, and they're tired of it. And to avoid all the madness, they're going to tell you, you got to leave your bag up here, sister. Sorry. I ain't going to look in it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be right here. You can see it. Can't nobody else grab it. But you need to leave your bag up here. Trust has been in use for hundreds of years. You think this stuff is new? You think, you think, you think there's something to play with? Because it's not. It really isn't. It's not a game. And you can't, you can't say that no one didn't tell you that. Because I, I just said it. You have to be responsible for your own affairs. You have to be responsible for what you do. If you choose to go private and structure your business, your family, and your assets in trust, you need to know what you are doing. The professionals who know how to manage these estates in these trusts, you cannot afford. They write that number down on a piece of paper, slide it over to you to the desk. You start choking. You want what? 
And then we get to talk about, man, I ain't got this, I ain't got that, my mama only had this, my daddy never did this, and then he left, and we got all these excuses. Oh, let me get the, let me get the, let me get the, that's why. Correct information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. There's a reason why I say that pretty much every single show that I do. Incorrect information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. Correct information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. I'm I'm sorry, sir. What, What you're saying is right. But your administration, the way you did it, was absolutely wrong. That's not, no, sorry. So this, 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 IRS agent goes home, punches out, and goes back to their, you know, to their life. Why you losing your house, your property, you being forced into foreclosure, all this other stuff. Why? Because we think that we can just, oh, the trust is private. No state can pass any law impairing the obligation to contract. Man, you think you're good. You think you're good dealing with this beast. I just don't I just don't want it to be a problem. That's why I'm doing the show. Our responsibility is not is to make sure that the trust is not considered a disregarded entity for tax purposes. Why? Because there's no withholding. What do you mean, Ms. Soat? The trust isn't withholding any taxes. So when it comes to the end of the year, you have no cushion. We're not prepared for the bill. When they get to talking about tax evasion and all this stuff and, you know, p- potential criminal charges, it gets real. Your heart, rate, your heart rate rises. You might start sweating. Maybe start feeling sick, don't want to eat, start thinking about your family, so on and so forth. Man, stuff gets real. Man, I should have spent some more time with so-and-so. I shouldn't have yelled at her like that. You know what I'm saying? You start really, like, really, really evaluating your life. Am I tripping? Because this is it just got real. Don't take this lightly is what I'm telling y'all. And if you're taking it lightly, stop. Or stop doing it. Go back. Go back to filing individual returns. Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You can have a trust, you know, an asset trust, and, you know, everything that you buy, you know, just title it in the asset trust. Don't have to have a bank account to title property or vehicles. But when it comes to the income and expenses and beneficiaries and all this stuff, you better know what you're doing. You better know what you're doing. The duty to know what you're doing. If you're um, if you're looking to do a return yourself, you know I, I definitely suggest that you you know you get to you know it's it's, it's we're coming towards the end of the year you got until the 15th of April of next year, so a little less than five months, maybe about right about five months actually, or four months or whatever. I'm I'm tripping. Four months. You got about four months. To get it right, buddy, you got you got four months to get it together. You got four months to get it together. Otherwise, claim all the income on the individual return, 
pay the tax, and go back to studying. It is that serious. I want to be clear. I want to be clear. I want to be clear. I feel like I have people's lives in my hands. And I feel like people, you know, are not looking at this in the proper way. And it's getting spooky. Y'all got this, got this person in the private can't understand why the, the accountant won't file the tax returns. And I'm trying to tell them, what would you say? What did you say? Oh, well, I did this and I did that, but I did this and I did that. Like, man. Can you talk to them? I mean, I can, but that's not going to help. They're just going to know that the person that they're talking to on the phone understand this stuff that you don't, and you're the one that's trying to pay them, and you're the one that's trying to get them them to file returns for your stuff that you were doing. You got to understand their position. Most of us walk around only looking at situations from our viewpoint and everybody else is tripping or hating or being racist or something like that. It's not always the case. It is the case a lot of times, but it's not always. What I'm saying is, you know, heavy because, hey, it's, 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 we're coming towards the end of the fiscal year. And, you know, I'm dealing with, I'm, I deal with people who have issues with, you know, getting their stuff filed. And I'm not talking about no one in particular. I ain't pulling shots or nothing, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just coming to the realization that it's like, man, now that I think of it, now that I went and talked to the accountant who files my stuff for my state, you know, and we're talking, and, you know, I'm going to go talk to this tax attorney and stuff, because I do the work. You know, I put in the legwork. I do this stuff. I can just imagine, like, man, people who don't do it, don't study like I study, don't make it a priority, think, oh, I just got the indenture, I'm good. Oh, it says in the indenture that da-da-da-da-da, so, and they can't impair the obligation of the contract, and I'm good. Okay, man, you, are you willing to test that real time? With the Internal Revenue Agent, B. Williams, looking at you with the suit on across from the table or, you know, at your door or whatever. Like, look, it appears to, to us that we have a problem here. This needs to be rectified. You have 10 days. If not, I just want to be clear. Don't call me. The only reason you should call me is like, hey, so I got this, 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 and this. And I did this, 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 and this. Do you think I'm good? But all that, oh, they're, they're, I'm not, hey, nobody hit me up and said the IRS, don't, no, it's not, none of that happened. None of that happened. I'm just sitting here, you know, today, like, kind of like, what do they call that? Uh, daydreaming, I guess. About like let's let's go some worst case scenarios today. How about that? Let's let's you know let's just talk about some worst case scenarios today. And then, okay, so you know, what's some of the worst case scenarios? All bad. 
30, 40, 50, 60, $70,000 tax bill plus penalties and interest, wage garnishments. Frozen bank accounts. It's real. It's serious. It's real. It's serious. It's real. It's serious. You better. You better be standing on your square. You better have your position. If you're, you know, if you're, if you're going to stand on nationality, you better know what that is. You better have gone down to the library and pulled up those Supreme Court cases. You better have a certified copy of the treaties. If you're trying to pull that, you better you better have all that stuff. You you know. If not, you better have the, the, the structure properly. The stru- you know, you need to be able to have your structure properly. You better have the proper substantiation. And I know, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure, like you know, people saw. The, the the name of the episode and was like, yo, so it's gonna drop some jewels. He's gonna tell us what we need to do for the end of the year when I file. I'm telling you what you need to do. It's called 1041. And for the beneficiaries, it's a it's a Schedule K, one. It's a K one distribution for each beneficiary. Every single time the check went from the business trust to the family trust, that needed to be recorded. You add it all up for the year and put it on the K-1. You got to have EINs. I mean, you got to have this stuff square. You got to have it square for it to even be be close to standing up to nothing. I'm just keeping it real. I'm not, you know, I'm not, y'all know me. I'm not the type of person to jump on here and tell you some guru secrets and have you gassed up thinking that it's all good and you're going to run out here and, you know, I'm going to keep it real. 100% 100% real. I'm going to pull no punches. If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't understand the entity, if you don't understand the structure, if you don't understand how it works, if you don't understand why this is the way it is, if you don't understand the terminology, if you're not in a law dictionary, if you're not in American jurisprudence, if you don't know what the stereotypes, if you if you don't know, if you don't do it. I'm just going to keep it real. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're better off just, you know, I don't know. Private is 100% responsibility, 100% liability as well. No one's going to save you. If you're not doing it right, nobody's going to file you.
Sorry about that. Y'all fell off. But I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. You go in there to the CBA with some weird paperwork. And it's not some sense. These people went to school. They got student loan debts that they got to pay off. They have families. They have mortgages. They have car notes. It depend on, you know, what they went to school for, which is, you know, tax preparation, accounting, certified public accountant, so on and so forth. They depend on that. They have a certain standard of living that they're accustomed to, regardless of how much debt that they're in, that they that they don't wish to forego. Seriously. You coming into these people's offices with your paperwork looking all janky. Not familiar with the terms, the structure, not too familiar with the administration, kind of cocky, and understand what, you, what you're putting yourself into. You understand what situation you're attempting to put them into. And these people, you know, they, they have free will. They, they, they don't have to file your returns, man. They don't have to. Any contract with you. Not a conspiracy. You don't know trust administration. You talking about private trust? You talking about contract trust? You talking about trust that doesn't always exist in legislation, so therefore it's not governed by legislation? It's governed by the instrument? That's even worse. Dealing with that thing, not really offering the state protections. Bypass and limited liability. You know what I mean? You got to think about that. You know, and I, you know, I just want to, I want to keep it real. I want to be honest. You know, um, any entity that deals with Federal Reserve notes, whether it's public or private, if it's dealing in Federal Reserve notes, as a reporting requirement. Depending on how it is structured, there may be a tax. If the Internal Revenue Service is able to disregard the trust as a separate entity, all of that income is going to be taxed at the individual rate with penalties and interest. I ain't trying to spook you. Not trying to spook you. Just want you to know, full disclosure, this isn't a game, this isn't a game, this isn't a game. So, you know, K-1s, K-1s are distribution schedules for beneficiaries. You need to know that. Complex trusts are allowed to expense allowable expenses according to the indenture. So it better be in the indenture. It better be in a minute. It better be substantiated. It better hold water. It's private. 
100% private, which means 100% your responsibility, 100%. I just want to make that clear. I may have said some stuff that you didn't know. I may have said some things that you that you uh, did know. Either way, I trust that you understand and know. And all I'm attempting to do is look out. I'm just trying to look out. I look out for my people. Ultimately, I'm trying to look out for you. And in looking out for you, you know, um, you know, I've had mentors. I've had people in my life who, you know, have sternly told me things. Now, sometimes I was like, well, what's the attitude for? But ultimately, I realized the emotions were because they cared about me. And they didn't want anything to happen to me. And the thought of something happening to me made them emotional. And they allowed that emotion to get into their voice because they wanted me to pay attention to what they were saying. Because ultimately, no matter what, they can't save me from myself. I can't save y'all from yourself. No one can save y'all from yourself, from your lack of discipline, from your lack of due diligence. No one can save you from your lack of substantiation. No one can save you from your co-mingling. When you start doing that, now you're co-mingling, you're treating it as it's you or so on and so forth. Now that looks like you're tax avoiding or tax, I'm sorry, I'm sorry tax invading. And no one's going to touch it. Nobody's going to touch it. You're going to go to the substance of the transaction. Versus the form. I don't care how many trust and venture pages you got, how many certificates you got, that doesn't matter. What's the substance of the administration of this entity? Very important. Also go by intent as well. And you know, you gotta get it professional. I'm getting with professionals to, you know, ascertain the implications of these new tax laws and how um, it may may not or may look to those on the outside um, to affect the administration of my private estate. You got to get ahead of the ball. But the main thing is education, which is the biggest thing. Please believe can't nobody save you with yourself. It's not going to happen. When the stuff hits the fan, everybody, it's everyone for themselves. People start, it's self-preservation. Self-preservation kicks in. Most people don't have the Constitution. So you're going to have to know your stuff, you know. Your your number one duty is to know your stuff Your number one duty is to continue To educate yourself on trust The administration of trust The validity of the trust entity Your duty is to be in contact With the internal revenue service Put them on notice of what you're doing If you have to Sit down with someone At the internal revenue service And you know Hey this is what it is This is what it is This is what I'm doing You know This is how I'm going to move forward Is it possible that you can let me know where it could look a little shady so I can, you know, um, reinforce for that because I don't want this to look shady. 
because I know that a contract entity is valid. I know we have um, unlimited right to contract as, as citizens. I know Article 1, Section 10 states, in part, no state shall pass any obligation, imperative obligation, no state shall pass any law impairment obligation of contract. I know these things. And that's very important. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is key. Don't get yourself into a situation that you wish you hadn't gotten into. Start regretting your choices and maybe potentially start blaming other people because, you know, it's, it's, it's human nature. When really you're grown, you have free will and you made your own decisions. It's that serious. This stuff is not a game. That's why I don't like, I seriously dislike people out here that are just talking crazy and saying all types of stuff because people really, you know, people really get into trouble. People really get into bad situations with this stuff. I want to be clear. Now, you can absolutely file the 1041 on behalf of the trust. Absolutely. You know, my mentor does it. He says, you know, he don't know why anyone does it. Um, you definitely want to have an updated address. Because the, if the IRS serves process or something, you don't get their service process. They're just going to move ahead with the administrative process. Silence is acquiescence. One day you're going to wake up and the, the accounts are frozen. What happened? Well, Two months ago, three months ago, this happened, and two months ago, this happened, and last month, this happened, and today, we just got around to snatching everything. But I had a bill debate today. It don't matter. But it was rent. We don't care. Figure it out. That's what it is. I mean, if you have any, you know, questions or whatever, you can email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I do want to say, you know, that the show is, you know, the charity portion. If you want to talk to me in the private, speak to me in the private, you know, there's going to be an exchange of energy. Maybe I've been being, you know, clear with that. I don't give legal advice. I don't. Um give legal advice. I don't give legal advice. I'm not a tax attorney. I'm not an accountant. So when it comes to the legal stuff, you got to figure that out. When it comes to the accounting stuff, you got to figure that out. And all the stuff where you can be like, well, so said this, so said that, and try to put the responsibility on me, or all the places where it's not my all about education over here. It's all about education, private education, investing in your education. That's what it's all about over here. You don't offer services, trust services or anything like that. I've been asked a couple times to come on to it and administer someone else's trust. And I ask, I ask like five questions and usually I've only had one person got past five questions. And even then, after the fifth question, I asked them to send me over some specific documents and they never sent it to me. So I never responded. 
Don't make some mistakes. You don't 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 get yourself in the situation that you you know you regret. Is all I'm saying. Stuff isn't a game. The system is 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 treacherous. The beast. And you want to make sure that you crossed your T's and dotted your I's at all times, because if you ever come into focus of the system, you can stand a chance. I consulted people that got on the line with me and they were like, yo, so such and such, they disregarded the trust, they took the property out of the trust, all this other stuff. I'm telling you, I asked five questions and I know what happened. They can't do that. They're not supposed to do that. Yo, saying that to me doesn't change the situation. With what you explained to me, it sounds like this is what happened. And that it sounds like this is what's going on. I'm not an attorney. I can't give you legal advice. But this is how I would handle it from here. Or this is what I would not have done that you did. But, you know, kind of a, you know, kind of a um, a not too uh, positive overall, you know, energy to this broadcast. But, I, you know, I think it's very important. I think it's warranted. I think, you know, we need to take into consideration what exactly we're doing and what's at stake. What are the stakes? You got to do a serious risk reward evaluation. If, if you go across the street without looking, the reward is you probably get across the street and still be, you know, typing that text message. The risk is that you're going to get hit by a truck and it's going to make you fly 50, 60 feet. And if you live, you'll never be the same. But more than likely, you're not going to live. That's a risk versus reward evaluation. <clears throat> that's why we that's why we look before we cross the street. Did you look before you jumped into going private? Did you study? Did you do the knowledge? If you didn't, I don't know what to say. I love you. And if you want to start if you if you know you're not in a good position <clears throat> and you want to get on the pathway of getting into a better position. Email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Once again, that's admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Set up a consultation. Time for discussion. A lot of most people ain't gonna email me because they don't want to hear. They think it's gonna be bad news and they don't want to hear. Uh-uh. <coughs> Excuse me, I don't like how it feels. When I hear when I hear information like that, so I just want to avoid. Those are the same people that avoid um, letters from creditors or alleged creditors or whatever. If that's you, don't do it. If you're doing it, stop. Do yourself a favor. But if this is for you, if you if you're seasoned, if you're ready to study, in, you're ready to study, you're ready to continue studying, you're ready to stand your ground. You ready to show up out of the court 
case if you have to, at a hearing if you have to, ready to show up, ready to go, studied, confident. You got some work to do But if you ain't ready to handle the responsibility Don't even do it Don't even do it Don't even do it Just forget about trust Contract trust contract. Forget about private Forget about it You'll have a, you'll live a better life You'll have less stress I really do love y'all man I really do My, Some people will be like How you love people Because you ain't really met and Hey, hey, hey. I, I, There's an energy that I'm putting out For a specific audience For those who you know Uh Uh Resonate with the energy that I put out in, in these broadcasts. That, that I love y'all. Y'all, the, y'all the people I'm doing it for. All the other, you know, people. Hey, whatever, man. Do your dance. You can kick hot coals with your pedicure toes. For all I, care, you know what I mean, the bottom line is I love y'all. That's why I do it. Um, but I also live it, you know. And I, and I come across situations to where, man, you know, anyone with uh, a little less. Knowledge or expertise would be in trouble And I know that's most of people who are You know At least um, You know Dealing with you know high frequency man. Most people you know we don't, we don't have Experience with these type of entities We haven't been mentored properly We haven't seen them in the work We haven't seen them defended You know we haven't And, and Internal Revenue Service Say you owe 60 G's and you can't defend it. You you can't you don't you don't you don't have enough money within your state to hire an attorney and pay them to defend it. Whether or not if they do defend it, it's a hard pill to swallow. But do do your due diligence. Stay ahead of the game. Don't play yourself. And always know that it's a learning process. Always a learning process. And, you know, once you get your structure set up, you may be, you know, uh, indefinite structure, but the way that you interface with the structures and the way that the structures interface with certain public aspects is more than likely going to change. And it's going to change regularly because the public changes regularly. It's our responsibility to keep up with that. With that being said, <clears throat> I love y'all, man. I'm going to end the show. No callers tonight. Blog talk is weird. I'm not even going to try. I trust that y'all hear me and you've heard me this whole show. I trust that it's, I haven't just been talking in blank air this whole time. But y'all, uh, you got something definitely to think, think about. This private side isn't for everybody. You got to keep books. And each entity, you got to keep books for each entity. And they have to be meticulous. Um, and there's certain books that are, you know, going to be scrutinized and if they're not scrutinized you're going to lose or the entity is going to lose and it's going to be disregarded and it's going to be your problem so understand what you're doing know what you're doing if you don't know what you're doing don't do it need any assistance or any direction or anything like that email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com but man I don't, file, I don't file trust returns and I'm not an attorney so realistically what can I do for you Depending on what it is, I may be able to put you in the right direction. Maybe I'll help you get set up. As far as defending it, that's on you. So yeah, y'all take care of yourself. Get your nose in the book. Study, study, study. Sorry, I apologize for the you know the technical difficulties, you know, with blog talk. But you know, 
it's, it's honestly it's just getting worse. So I don't I don't know if I need to take that as a hint or something like that or what, but it's what it is. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com if you want to holler at me. Welcome to the foundation.com if you want to start studying. You know, download some PDFs, find the social media pages, sign up for the email um, list. And if you want to get it, you know, involved in trusty involved in trustee training, hit me up. But um, y'all take care of yourself, man. Enjoy yourself, um, love yourself, and uh, I appreciate y'all. And I'll catch you on the next one. The foundation here on High Frequency Radio. Love y'all. Peace. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.